empty your queue. Uh, I'm Dustin. With me here is Cameron. Hello. And today we are we are taking a taking a little trip through the fog. For <laughs> the uh, is it ash? ash? <laughs> is, yeah, <laughs> through the ash of the uh, burning off ash of Silent Hill. And we are talking about the uh, film adaptation of the popular video game franchise that is not Resident Evil. No. The horror, I should say, the horror, survival horror video game franchise that is beloved. Also made by Konami. Also, yeah. Also oh, made no, by sorry. Resident Evil's Capcom. Uh, I was thinking Metal Gear Solid for some reason. So both of them are made by Konami. Yes. But this is made by Konami. Not by Kojima. Just Konami. Just Konami. Um, and kind of existed in its own realm it's the same thing as resident evil like when you look at its gameplay the fixed camera like the way it operated was resident evil you had items menu you had to bring up you know it's health spray type regeneration things like that um so so what this movie does to its credit that the resident evil movies did not is it sticks pretty true to the games Yes. It's it's a very faithful adaptation whereas Resident Evil by like halfway through 2, maybe 3, you're like, "Oh, this is just completely off the rails." Oh, no, by 2, 1, even through halfway through 1, things yeah. have like really gotten off the rails in those. And they just they don't look back. No, no they don't. So Silent Hill to that I wasn't a big Silent Hill person. I played Resident Evil way more. I did too, but I did love I love them equally. Okay. Um, See, so yeah, I, I the Silent Hill train missed me. Silent Hill Two is probably one of the best written video games ever made. Mm-hmm. Like just its story that it tells in certain in terms of survival horror, and also the twist at the end is like, oh, like when <laughs> I was a kid, that came out in ninety eight, ninety nine, I want to say. And when I was a kid, and I'm playing that, and I beat that, I was like, um, excuse me. Oh what? Um, do you want me to spoil that, or are we going to... Oh, it's up to you. I mean, I figure we'd dive in on the movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we can just dive in on this movie. So, yeah, it, getting right to the point, it is uh, very faithful. 2001, sorry. that was Silent Hill 2 was 2001. And then this movie is 2006. Yeah. Um, and then Silent Hill 1 was... That was 1999. Okay. And so when this first hit, like the game itself, Mm -hmm. I was taken aback by it. Like I was pretty terrified as a kid. I'm 11 years old. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, And you're basically dumped. And it's the same thing. It's just a gender swap in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is a faithful recreation of the game. When I was younger and I saw this movie, it didn't seem like it and that was like one of my biggest issues with it was i was like this isn't like the game blah mm-hmm. blah blah i never had a problem with it being like a woman that takes harry mason's role effectively in this okay. um which i think is the sean bean character yeah i think I his name so. is harry mason no his name is christopher it is christopher yes movie, yeah, yeah okay so he doesn't take the harry mason christopher role. de silva Okay, yeah, there you go. So that has nothing to do. It's funny too because I watched this whole movie like, oh, Sean Bean doesn't die. 
Yeah. <laughs> like this is a weird this is a weird rare I occurrence. I think he dies in Revelations though. Oh, I think he dies like 10 minutes in. Yeah, cuz yeah. Revelations is very much based off the third game. Actually, uh, I started watching Revelations. I didn't finish it yet. I that one's bad. It's on Netflix. That one's worse than this one. Well, it's funny cuz this one's on Amazon and yeah. the sequel's on Netflix. I don't so, understand how that works out. I don't either. But but yeah. I think I well I think how that works out is I believe they're made by different uh production companies. Probably. Yeah. So but so yeah, so Chris and his wife Rose have this adopted Rose. daughter. This adopted daughter Sharon. Rose. Who uh just wakes up randomly in the night having nightmares and screaming Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Yeah. And they like it's like the old urban legend basically is the town of Silent Hill. It's well, no, there's not a real because she has to investigate it, right? She goes because she's screaming this Silent Hill name, and then Rose goes and investigates it, and she's like, "I'm going to take her to this town." And Sean see Bean what's to up. his Tommy's like, "Hey, <laughs> don't. Hey, let's not do that." Like, yeah, he's like, "Let's just seek help." Trust me, I've gotten killed in enough pictures. Yeah, to know, to know not to just let's well, not follow the rabbit this. into that death hole. But uh, Rose decides to take Sharon. They yes, go, they go in their jeep. They're driving towards where they like leave in the middle of the night. Yeah, like ghosts in the night. They're just like poof. Like he's gonna like run out and stop them. Yeah, and uh, well, he probably would have. Probably would like jumped in front of the car, maybe, or you know, who knows how serious he was. <laughs> he probably like, you're being fucking psychotic. Um, it seemed like he was ready to like institutionalize both the daughter and the mother before they went. So. Maybe they were justified and bouncing. Uh, but anyways, uh, kind of getting right to it. They, just like the video game, they're driving along. They almost get in an accident. Well, in this, she gets pulled over. Mm-hmm. And the cop is, like, sketched out about her just driving along late at night. Yeah. For some reason, like, she's really, like... What are you up to? You know, she's really, really investigatory. A lot into... of thoughts about this cop, too, about Sybil. Yeah, Sybil. So Sybil's straight from the game, uh, the first game. Everything, like, from the games in this does not deal with the main characters. Mm-hmm. The main characters, well, outside of the daughter. Um, But Sybil... <laughs> So, because uh, I think we both want to get to our points sure. on this. So, they- so mine, I'll make mine quick because I feel like you've got a little more to talk about why you don't like this movie. But mine is as faithful to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it does a lot of fun things with the game's lore from the first one and everything. Just with the town's cults and they bringing forth this uh, demon or whatever to bring forth the end of the world. Um, the first game gets into crazy shit like that, builds a lore, uh, why this your daughter's kidnapped, essentially. So in the game, you get into an accident when you see the an apparition in the road. You crash. Your daughter that's with you is kidnapped, and you have to wander into this town of Silent Hill to find your daughter which is almost what happens mystery. in the, it's almost exactly what it's happens exactly here. what happens because they the almost movie. hit alessa yeah they've uh, which is the apparition yep whatever um and 
you do go through them like it plays out like a game you even have fixed camera angles when the darkness first falls mm-hmm. on silent hill like once the there's an air raid siren that hits and you're like oh shit's on and popping this can't be good so um and you have all the deformed monsters. She gets attacked by these like weird mannequin type monster things. There's the mannequin um, monsters. There's like the beetle things. Yeah, the giant beetle stuff and pyramid head. You you see a glimpse of pyramid head. Like the most apathetic monster I've ever seen. Pyramid head. He's just sadly dragging that giant sword around. Yeah, him, like, I forget his origins. It's something fucking weird. Um, what? But that's in the game. Yeah, the movie. This movie does not delve into the origins of these creatures. No, yeah, and uh, I f- think Pyramid Head is from two. I, if I'm correct, I looked a little bit, and it did say that he made his debut in two, the game. Yeah, and then they like, I guess Revelation goes into his backstory a little bit, but I think they change it from what it is in the game. Yeah, two. He's two. He is the projection of your sexual frustrations because two is all about mental horror imagery um it's all about projecting you're seeing the horrors you want to see each because when, when i get sexually frustrated i picture <laughs> well, a giant pyramid-headed man with a sword. yeah it, it, well because the first time you see him he's like raping a fucking mannequin that's living and you're like hiding in a closet and you're like holy shit again playing this when i was like 12 13 right. so i'm like what is happening right now what is uh, thankfully the movie does uh, not go no that. the movie does not the movie just has pyramid head ripping someone's skin from their flesh as if it were an orange peel which is pretty wild because that <laughs> like like yes this movie is a horror movie and it is r-rated and it does have some graphic violence but like up until that point when he skins that person it's pretty few and far between yeah it tries to be more psychological with things which it really kind of fails at doesn't do a good job i do i do appreciate the like the little nods and and odes to the like the video game origins of it yeah with like the fixed cameras like you said like there's certain scenes like when she's going down like the mine shaft elevator and you get like that overhead camera angle and like you kind of like that way as she's going down like the things like the body's hanging kind of swing into view like they would if you were playing yeah yeah. I did really appreciate that, but like, I don't know. For me, it was just too in between what it wanted to be. Like, it didn't fully lean into video game movie, and it didn't fully lean into psychological horror. So you just kind of end up in this weird limbo where like half of it is one half baked idea, and half of it is the other half baked, and then you just kind of smash it together. Yeah. That's very fair. The uh, um, the performances in this film. That's what, to me, drags this movie down more than anything. Are also not really doing it any favors. No, especially Cheryl. Sybil. Sybil? Yeah. Yeah. Sybil. So, <laughs> the funny thing is Sybil in the game, because it was a different time for uh, FMV, or not FMV, but just um, uh, cutscenes mm-hmm. in video games, the... the not motion capture on Sybil, but the design on Sybil and the way she talks is almost similar and dead and lifeless as it is in the video game as it is in the movie. That's probably what she was going for then. I believe so. But so back in the day, video games voiceover was not good. 
It was pretty no, they garbage. Weren't, they weren't like, hey, we paid Keanu Reeves to come in and drop uh, some lines. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, no, they had actual, like, there were legit voice actors that did voices and stuff. Back it wasn't in the until day. Vin Diesel was like, I want to make a Riddick I'm going to make games. a Riddick game, yeah. Butcher uh, Bay. It was actually, it wasn't until Bruce Willis was like, I want a game made about me called Apocalypse. That's fair. And, and, and the world said, let it be done. We, hey, Bruno, we got you. <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> I used that reference. I used that nickname a little bit ago yeah. when talking about him. And like, what the fuck? Bru- who's Bruno? Who's I'm Bruno? like, Bruce Willis, baby. That's- I think this is the second straight pod that we've used the word, the phrase Bruno. Maybe. Because he was up for uh, Miller in Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that when I used it? Hey, Bruno, what's going on? I think that's on, when I used it. Um,. But so the acting in this fucking movie is terrible. It, yeah. Right down to the child actor. I don't like child actors. Not a fan. I'm not like I don't like them personally or have an issue. I just it's a hard. They really take you out of a movie sometimes. It's hard. It's a very thankless job to be a child actor. In a yeah. Movie. You need to know that they're gonna be like convincing. And I think the issue here is they basically have this poor little girl playing three characters. Yeah. So she plays... And she's not good at any of them. She plays Sharon, the daughter. She plays Alessa, the daughter that kind of starts everything in Silent Hill, starts their their curse. And then she plays Dark Alessa, who's like the evil embodiment of the like the the evil portion of her. So the idea, well, the idea becomes like the evil becomes its own entity and Sharon becomes all the good and they split. Yes, the daughter's the good. And then Alessa's and then the Alessa's bad. And then Alessa's the bad. And, and so Alessa is a charred corpse that lives in the bottom of some hell pit. In the basement in, of some hell pit. Yeah. In, in Silent Hill. And I got to tell you, too, I remember watching this movie a few years back, and I haven't seen it since then. But the swerve that this movie isn't about a ton of monsters and is instead about a fanatical religious cult. It, it's pretty, it comes in pretty good. It's It comes in pretty hot. Like, I enjoy that there wasn't just, like, Hey, it's Monster City. We got to figure this out and get out of here. Yeah, but the monster see it's not that it's that they're in hell. They're right. actually dead and they're in hell and this is their hell that they occupy because of what they did. Mhm. Um and I do like that twist and that is the twist like in the game. Mhm. Uh and you find out that Silent Hill is this weird <sighs> limbo world hell that you occupy when you've done some type of terrible thing mm-hmm. um i forget what it is i gotta revisit the game i, I love the second one mm-hmm. the second one has the better story to me and really like that one lasted in my brain more than anything um which i'll just talk about that for a second because i feel like oh, it yeah. and yeah. i don't really care um there's not a lot to dissect from this movie <laughs> well uh, yeah so anyways other than there's a lot of terrible acting um Oh, I'll talk about Silent Hill 2 a little bit at the end, actually. I wanted to talk about the brutality, actually, in this movie, where it is pretty... It's like 45 minutes of real down, boring, dark scenes where you can't see much. Mm-hmm. And then that fucking dude crawls out of the uh, bathroom mm-hmm. all tied up and stuff. And from then on, it kind of gets yeah, you more get- and more grotesque. You get like the like we said, pyramid head ripping the skin off. Rips skin and throws it at them. Yes, like throws it at the doors. It's closing, and all the blood splatters through the door and into their face. Just splatters all over these like pilgrims, and then they're like, "Witch!" 
mm-hmm. lot of witch, a lot of witch based blaming stuff. The effects on burnt Alessa. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the effects on burnt Sybil when they set the cop on fire, that was more the one that was like, what is this shit? Where they like slowly, they like see her face melt. Yeah. But cause they hang her over the fire, but they hang not- her like on a giant ladder. And it's like she's just above the this giant pyre that's burning. Mm-hmm. But she's not like right above it to where she would catch instantly. Exactly. It's like a slow simmer. Yeah, it's really bad. It was really. It, um, it's and a- yeah, so like you see the first layer of skin burn away. And then you see the second layer. And then she finally like catches fire. Like it's it's really brutal and grotesque i forgot that she was still alive because there's the part earlier when they catch her that they just all beat her with like pipes and yeah stuff. and then like for her to be alive late because they all hit her like 15 times yeah and then just so they can set her ablaze and then like you see her and she's tied to that ladder and her face is all bruised and she's like, all yeah, her it? face is like bruised and rearranged yeah you're like her, That's, you're not dead her you're... eyes like half shut She can't talk. She's like, Sharon, it's okay, Sharon. She's like, Sharon, it's okay. And then that, and then the mom, Rose, walks in and gets to see, watch her daughter, watch this cop get. Like she, she walks in and she, that's when she goes up. Yeah. Like she lights up. She like her internal temperature gets so hot that she like sets fire from the inside. Combusts. Um. I I have to give a shout out to Alice Creage who plays Christabella. The leader of the Brethren cult. Oh, okay. She is dialing it up to. She is an absolutely unbelievable level. She's a, she's actually the only good actor who in the movie who does incite some type of emotional reaction from you. She is so awful. Yeah, it's and like every, so terrible. You're like, fuck like, this him, lady. Yeah. Her. Yeah, she's very quintessential witch, burn him at the stake, like that type of person. Mm -hmm. And it's just like blind judgment based off some archaic ideal found in a book that's supposedly written by some imaginary being of some sort that you're supposed to do whatever they say or something of that nature. Right. You know, it just bleeds into that kind of stuff. Um, it kind of like points to the the darker side of that, where it's like, look what happens if yeah people lean full tilt. Look what that. happens with religious prejudice, <laughs> and I'm not talking about people being prejudiced against religious people, but the actual prejudice people face because of religion. And, and so, <laughs> part of my issue here uh, comes with with this character, Christabella's death scene. But we're not ready to have that conversation. No. <laughs> or oh you mean what you oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Christabella's death scene in this movie is pretty heinous now my only question so what happens is everybody in the <gasps> oh <laughs> so yeah. it's a little excessive to me yes i was like i don't think that this barbed wire needs to enter her no, it doesn't. The way it does, like Sam Raimi, Evil Dead tree style. Yes. I don't, like, I was fine with it, like, eventually just ripping her in half. Yeah. But, like, it's so, like, visceral. Yeah. Like, because the barbed wire wraps it's, around her arms and legs. I, I can't believe I forgot about that. The barbed wire kills everybody. The barbed yes. wire, like, death scene at the end is is wild. It's yeah. a wild, It's just like, slicing and dicing. And then, like... All of this has happened. They've been in this, and she's been trying to. Rose has been trying to free Sharon, and then she finally frees her and gets her to a corner and goes, "Okay, now shut your eyes, honey." 
you don't need to see this. You and don't it's need like, to see any of this. It's well, like, she's just watched like 80 people get cut in she's half. She's like, the majority of this has happened. I've seen this, it. We're, we're, we're reaching the end We're here. at the end portion of the brutality. This is really kind of sputtering out. Yeah. And then, of course, what happens? But Alessa decides, hey... I need to combine with my twin again. My I need to complete the two halves. We of complete the, whole. the set, but they don't say that really. Like she, she's like she's like Sharon. Close your eyes, honey, and then she closes her eyes and opens them again, and Alexa's just right there. And then it cuts to black, and like Rose is leading Sharon to the jeep, and she's like, "You tired, honey? Let's get home." Well, what's implied is that the dark side took everything, right? And that the world that they're in is inescapable. Now they are dead and they are in hell for no reason other than if she was the chosen girl, she was, well, Alessa. so what probably happened is she probably choked and died somewhere on the road from all the smog and shit from the burning coal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just corpses somewhere out there in the woods but like the game the movie could do a better job of explaining that it really tries to be super ambiguous and open and everything it tries to be really mysterious it tries to hit you with that hopeful mysterious weird ending yeah where like sean bean's like how did the door open yeah it cuts to them outside in like the ash fog again that they exist in the spirit world their home they're at their home the mother and daughter. But at a different dimension. And in a different than the Silent Hill dimension. So you're like, oh, okay. Which, it, yeah, I wish they had done more to explain, like, hey, these people might be dead now. Like, this might be. Yeah. This might be it. And it's that just, evil I, one. I understand that a lot of it is, you know, you have to be familiar with the games to kind of get everything. Yeah. What is, like, a main broad stroke plot point like that? Like, Well, feel- so the games do kind of close it up with Harry, and I forget right now what it is in the first one. I feel like you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to sacrifice yourself, essentially, in the end to save your daughter so she gets out. Right. Um, Canon-wise, they do get out. You escape Silent Hill because three is Harry and the daughter grown up. And I think that's what Silent Hill 2, the movie, is Revelations. Yes. Yeah. And the cult comes back and kills Harry. And and you're looking for Rose. And you go, well, in the game, they kill your dad. And then you go through this hole in the fucking wall to Silent Hill. Right. And it's crazy shit. Um, but that's, but that actually is a pretty decent way to bring us to why I wanted to talk about two. So the world of silent Hill is very cool. The idea of this like kind of roadside podunk town that is this upside down. Like it's like the upside down and it's like Hawkins. Right. If you will, from stranger things. Mm -hmm. Like we like the idea of this weird town where weird things happen. Just the inverse of your. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what silent Hill was. It was this weird town where weird things happen. That's like (sighs) this limbo. Mm -hmm. So in Silent Hill 2, you have all that. You have the town. You have the mystique. You have the intrigue that this fog provides and everything. But it's not following the storyline of this cult and all this other stuff. Uh, In Silent Hill 2, it's a... um, Fuck, I forget the character's name. Is it Harry in the... No, Harry's the first one. (laughs) Everybody's um, named Harry in Silent Hill. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, his name was Robert Paulson. His name was Harry. His name was Robert Paulson. I get it now. In Fight Club, 
you don't have a name. But when you die, you do. And it's Robert Paulson. <laughs> um, James, James Sunderland, that's his name in two. Okay. Um, James Sunderland gets a wife from his three years deceased wife. He gets a wife? or He gets, uh, he gets a letter from okay. his three years deceased wife that says, come to our special place, Silent Hill. Meet me at our special place in Silent Hill. And the game opens with you like at the entryway. You know, it'd be incredible as if it was one of those games where it was like full choose your own, choose your own story, like RPG style. And it's like, do you want to go to Silent Hill to answer this letter? From oh, and you just dead? never, and you just hit no. And like you set the letter down and go like crack a beer and sit down. And yeah. You're just like the game's shit. done. Like, that's it. You just get back into your duster and drive off the credits. You know roll. what? This seems a little far fetched and crazy. I'm just going to go home. This can't be good. That um, I'm getting letters from my ghost wife. Well, so there, there's alternate endings also to one and two. Mm-hmm. Like there's multiple alternate, including one where you discover corgis that are, a corgi is running or no, it's a Shiba Inu <laughs> is running like everything that's been going on. There's an aliens ending in the first one. Like there's all sorts of wild and wacky fucking endings. Well, it makes more sense that a Shiba would be running compared <laughs> to a corgi. Um, but essentially you get this uh, letter and I'm going to get into spoiler territory territory here for silent Hill to um, a, what we're finding out is a 19 year old game. Right. So um, this game can almost drink. Uh, so yeah, sorry, but spoilers here for Silent Hill 2, the video game. Why I've kind of wanted to see also, this is also why I've wanted to see this in movie form. I think they could do a lot more with this one, mm-hmm. just in terms of psychological horror and exploring a little more Definitely. in terms of horrific shit, because you get this letter from your dead wife, you go to this town, you find the various clues that you go through. Uh, the nurses, I believe, are the second one as well. That's what those come from, because those also represent a lot of his sexual repression and things he's fighting right. as he goes through. You meet this exact clone of your wife. Uh, I forget. Fuck, I forget her name. Uh, oh, I forget her name, but I think it's I think it's Sybil again or some shit like that. <laughs> Either way, she looks exactly like your wife, but okay. she's this like freewheeling, you know, sexually explicit you know kind of dressed um scantily clad if you will uh she's the antithesis of what your wife was okay so the wife died from uh some sort of disease you know she's dying from cancer she passed away and uh you go to this you go to silent hill you progress through you finally get to the hotel which was your special place and you know you've watched this woman who looks just like your wife die. Uh, there's this little girl who's, you know, ran away and shit. like a whole bunch of crazy shit. And you sit down, you get to this hotel, you sit down, you watch this videotape. That's of you talking to your wife. It's while she's like on her deathbed. Uh, she's not dying yet. And you find out that he euthanized her to like move on, help her like help himself more than anything. Actually. Mm hmm move on from like he he just couldn't do it he couldn't help her anymore he couldn't sit there and watch her die he couldn't watch her fall apart so he just smothered her to death okay and like all this shit all the stuff that you've been seeing and experiencing is literally his head just like making up these monsters and things that represent various 
shortcomings and and things that are making him angry okay. in his mind and you <laughs> you eventually like fight this demon version of your dead wife and shit in the end and you free yourself and if you do various things there's a good ending where you like leave and you like it's ambiguous but the my favorite ending of them all is it ends with you like you're where you start out the game your car is in a parking lot that's near a river Mm -hmm. like a lake so you're reading this note that the wife gave to you about like you know you need to release you need to let go right you need to not feel like you know this is all your fault blah 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 and then it's the car starting up and you just hear it drive into that fucking lake so hmm. i really like that where it's this dude who's like because it opens up with him like trying to cope in this rundown cd bathroom and this uh uh um truck stop like rest stop essentially mm-hmm. that's next to this river lake before he actually hits silent hill and i to me it's always appeared in the story that i've kind of played in my head is that this guy's at his wits end he's killed his wife thinking it's going to relieve him of something but it only creates more pressure and stress and he just drives himself into a fucking lake and dies you know it's like it's this really dark dreary thing where he has to fight through all these personal monsters and all this other stuff just to realize that what he's done is terrible and he has no right to really yeah yeah exactly so that's what that's what i really love about two is two is probably the most well-written and heartfelt and like just like i don't know the the story they tell in that i'm not doing it justice it's a game you have to play i don't think there's actually any remasters right now that you can just fire up of silent hill 2 there might be I don't think so. But I it think. is one of the best video games. And it's regarded as one of the best video games ever made. So then why do you think that like the two movie adaptations didn't <clears throat> delve as far into this to- sort of like you're in your own psychological hellscape of sorts? I think because they had more to play with. with Because the, the first and third games deal more in that cult mythology. Right the evil town there's more to it it is like you know this limbo sinister thing um but like and you can play more with that than you, this you're one describing off. it now kind of like i can easily picture like well you can't franchise something of a dude just killing his wife and then killing himself no yeah i mean that's hard to spin <laughs> off but like if you did like a a sort of reboot to it that was more like like I don't know, like the claustrophobia of a movie like The Lighthouse, or like yeah, that's you, exactly what would be perfect for you, something like this. Where you're like, okay, we're in this condensed area. You can see yeah. this dude losing his grip on stuff. There's obviously more to it. Like I think that it, you know, it's it's always easy to say, oh, this video adaptation, this video game adaptation was kind of like up against it because you don't have the time that you have in it with a game to really tell a good story. Yeah. But I think that a lot of the time that's kind of just a cop out. No, yeah, because there's elements of the second one that you can absolutely cut out and make an hour and a half, two hour movie out of. It, yeah, and I think I think people respond more to recognizing, you know, the theme, like the broad strokes of it more yeah. than like the minutiae of, hey, I remember that level. Yeah. You know, like if you if you get like the 
the tone and the the feeling. Yeah, because right. you like go to the hospital in the movie, and mm-hmm. you like go to the school in the movie, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that from the game. I remember that from the game. Exactly. Yeah. You get the in the Silent Hill one, you get the cool sequence where she, where Rose is talking to burnt up Alessa basically, and you've got the the disfigured nurse crying in the corner. Yeah. And like that's when you kind of get the the twist that Alessa was the one who was wronged by this group of Puritans. Yeah. And what happened was basically in doing that, it cursed the whole town because they did this to this innocent girl who uh, I think it was because she was a bastard. She was a bastard child because the mom wouldn't say who the father was. Yes. So they take her and they kick the mom out and they burn her alive. But what happens is instead it sparks a fire that burns the entire town down. Yeah. And like you get that like that great that great twist to oh, so okay, so it is these people that are the true villains here. Like, yes. They've been blinded and they've these monsters are all of their creating. So then it becomes, you know, the end when you get all of them being killed by this razor wire, it's not even like horrifying like it's horrifying because it's brutal but it's not horrifying in a sense of like i'm watching these people that i've grown to care about be killed like it's justice basically yeah you want to see them be torn apart you're like okay this we've gotten to a point here where this has come full circle and now like this is this is justice this isn't you put the pedal to the metal and you're like let's go like she literally smuggles the demon or the the dark she smuggles the dark yeah Dark Alessa's like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's like, what do you she mean? She Trojan horses her in there. She's like, I can't uh, cross church doors, so uh, open wide, my homie. Yeah, and she does. And she does. She's she like, hugs her, and she she's just... like, okay. And then she just like jumps into her. Yeah, it's like... Just, through osmosis, she just <laughs> absorbs her. So I was reading, and it said that the director of this one, Christoph uh, Gant, I believe his last name was, he uh, oh yeah and this is not naomi watts in this you may think over and over again is that naomi watts as you're watching it you're right it's not naomi watts uh christoph gans sorry he's expressed interest in doing a third movie good he for did, him he did not direct two but he wants to do three and he's uh expressed that he's working on a script that would take place in like a puritan village setting that's stupid so it kind of sounds like it's it's further straying I mean, who knows? Because he said that earlier this year. Yeah. So who knows if that would actually happen and how long that would actually yeah. take. To come well, because to we're at the point in our history right now, we're at the point in our time where uh, we're past the 90s in terms of fads and we're <laughs> into the 2000s. So it's let's reboot Resident Evil and Silent Hill. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm here for. Like, if I can get good reboots, I have no problem. Yeah. It's just it's unfortunate that companies like Konami decide to piss off people like Kojima before you get a Silent Hills game <laughs> that was looking pretty fucking sweet. Right. Um, that's the other great thing is PT. Uh, oh, the playable was, teaser? Yeah, that, yeah. Which And you can't play anymore unless you kept it downloaded on your PlayStation because it was taken off all forms of media essentially Mm -hmm. like you can't re-download it or anything because kojima left konami and there's a bunch of rights issues all that shit very very stupid uh (laughs) so i do have a bit of trivia if you want to go through the trivia was there anything else you wanted to hit on as far as um 
No. Because I feel like this is an under, an under, not underappreciated, but like it's an overlooked. I think this one movie is better than any of the Resident Evil movies, and I do enjoy those Resident Evil movies. Right. So this one does not get the play on TV and everything that the Resident Evil movies no, do. No, but I also th- well, this it's one tougher does on to, TNT. It's tougher to translate because you have to edit out a lot of yeah the most brutal moments. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's just one like, of those like un- overlooked video game adaptations when you hear people talking about like. <laughs> Hey, this was a good adaptation of a video game. Yeah, well, it's because there's no good adaptations of a video game. Hey, the Prince of Persia was fine. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, is are there any good adaptations of video games? I guess that answers it. Just so Super Mario Bros. Fuck um, you. Street Fighter. <sighs> Damn it. No, Mortal Kombat One is really good. It's not really. It's so good. No. Was there, there was one recently, wasn't there a video game adaptation recently that was really good? Hitman? Was there a Double Dragon movie? Was it Agent 47? It was not Agent 47. There, there was a Double Dragon movie, right? No. No? I could have sworn. Man, what? There yeah, was... man, I don't think there's anything good based off video games. Oh, here we go. Here's the full list. Let's go. Let's see what's, what we Probably have. the richest like medium for storytelling. There it's was so a Double Dragon movie. Oh, wow. So it goes, <laughs> just stop me if one of these jumps out to you as good, okay? Okay. Super Mario Bros. Double Dragon. Super Mario Bros. is the first video game movie, right? Yes. Okay. 1993. Then you go Double Dragon, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Wing Commander, Laura Croft Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie, Resident Evil, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, House of the Dead, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Alone in the Dark, Doom, Blood Rain, Silent Hill, Dead or Alive, DOA, Resident Evil Extinction, Postal, Hitman, In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale, Far Cry, Max Payne, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, Tekken, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, Silent Hill Revelation, Need for Speed, Hitman Agent 47, Warcraft, Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, Tomb Raider, Rampage, Dead Trigger, Detective Pikachu, and the one that I was thinking of that might be the best video game adaptation ever, the most recent, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, Sonic, and Detective Pikachu are are good trends towards futures looking game. bright. Yeah, I did also enjoy that Alicia Vikander yes, Tomb Raider. That was because it was kind of just a a slight remake of that reboot of Tomb Raider. Yes, like right down to the way she's dressed. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but it's been rough sailing for video game movies. Yeah, it has. This is why I'm glad there's never been a Metal Gear Solid movie. Like, when I was younger, I was like, how is this not a movie? And now I'm like, thank God this was never a movie. Uh, it would have been good if it was like a mid-90s um, movie, though, that you were like super into as oh, a kid. Jesus Christ. And then you watch it. Kurt back. Russell playing Snake. I'd actually be very down. I'd be pretty down. Yeah. Was, um, but yeah, so so where do you put this as far for you? Where do you put Silent Hill 1? Out of that list? Out of that list. Is it trending near the top? I guess I would now put it after Sonic and Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. 
as number three. Oh, see, I'd and put then it in the first Resident Evil movie. I'd put it after Tomb Raider in that first Resident Evil movie, and like, cause this is not something that I'm gonna be like. I need to pop on and watch. I would rather watch this than those. Okay. Maybe not the first Resident. Evil. I don't know. Yeah, no. Okay, I'll put the first Resident Evil one before this. Okay, so I will do that. A little bit of trivia. the Tomb Raider one's a little boring. The new one. Yeah, it is a little slow. You got that middle section where she finds her dad in the cave and stuff, and you're like, okay. Yeah, which that I was a little iffy about. I don't like like there if there's one thing that's pretty solid about her, it's her dad is dead. Yeah, and he sh- he's he was murdered in the study of their mansion. Yes, like that. <laughs> so let's hit me with that triv, bruh. Roberto Campanella. By the way, I would like I always see these. These Lakers shorts you have. They're yes. like the Just Dawn. They're the knockoff. They're the knock. Just, and yeah, I always, I'm have... like, did this motherfucker really spend $300 on some shorts? No. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. They were a birthday present. Yeah. But I can assure you the people who got them for me did not spend $300. Hey, like, you never know, man. Do they say Just Dawn on them? They do. They have the fake tag and everything. They might be real. They're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Roberto Campanella, who played Pyramid Head. Yeah. Had to wear 15 inch heels to make him close to seven feet tall. Damn. Do you think you could do anything in 15 inch heels? Um, no, no, absolutely not. Especially not drag around a fucking like gigantic sword. Yeah. An 86 pound sword. Um, I, uh, that sucks. Why not just hire someone who's like six, four. There had to six, be someone, five. right? And be like, hey, can you wear these six-inch shoes? Like, Roberto Campanella was the only dude who was cut enough for the look of Pyramid Head. Well, he also went on to say that the helmet he wore for the red Pyramid Head costume... Gave him back problems for the ...weighed rest of approximately his life. 12 pounds on its own, and he could not see in front of him or to the side due to the triangular grades that compose each side of his helmet. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine that. Therefore, he could only see his feet and whatever was in front of him, directly below him. Wow. Yeah, that's a bummer. That makes sense for the look of the pyramid head. So every song, every piece of music in this movie is from the game? Yes, yes. Except for one song. The ending? They play Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah, when she wakes up in Silent Hill. When she wakes up in um, it, yeah. But, yeah, that was another thing. That's also what does a lot of good for this because the Silent Hill soundtrack is chef's kiss. Mwah. Right. I like that you Fantastic. just kissed into the mic. That was... Yeah. Um, a, uh, Akira Yama, Yamaoka is the name. Um, and it's this weird haunting strings spaghetti western mid 90s portis head style it jazz stuff it like, does feel exactly like a video game too like yes it's, it's a very melodramatic style of music i fucking love the music of this game uh of the movie of the game like that was something i was like oh yeah i forgot watching rewatching this i was like oh shit i forgot they actually just used the music from the game because it's so good. Like right. just hearing that even as a young person, I was like, this is haunting. I don't want to hear this music out if I'm out and about. Like, yeah, this could not be about. Things. I'm about to fucking some murder nurse is about to cut my neck due to the nature of the silent Hill film. And the fact that actress Jadel Fur- Furland was only 10 Fartland. years old. 
Ferland, who played Sharon, yeah. was only 10 years old at the time of filming. The writer, Roger Avery, apologized to her parents should she have had any signs of mental illness or trauma after this. Oh. I think that's a step too far. Because of all the horror? Like, yeah, because a lot of this is computer. Well, but as I mean, you're still going to have blood spattered all over. and Yes. And, like, really the only thing She is, has to scream and... But, like... A lot of the stuff that happens are like the skin, the the skin getting peeled off, and like the people, the bodies hanging. And yeah, stuff. she's not even in those scenes. No, but she's still at the end, the big, know. the big massacre. That seems like one of those trivia pieces that's trying to make the movie spookier, more hardcore, more than intense. It is. Yeah. yeah. In the original script, there were only female characters. After submitting this, the script was returned to writer director Christopher Gans with a memo saying there are no men. So as a result, Sean Bean's character, who was going to just appear at the beginning and the ending, had his role expanded along with the the cop that helps him. Oh, okay. And then the script was approved. Wow, that so they're, sucks. They're like, hey, let's man it up here a bit, huh? Yeah, because, I mean, it's just the same story. They do just add the main character being a woman instead of a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, it's still the same like characters you run into in the story. I did like that, though. Like, it's not... You're not so attached to Harry Mason because of the game. Like, it's not like Leon Kennedy. Like, if they were to, in the new upcoming Resident Evil stuff, they're like, we're making Leon a girl and the, or a lady, and then we're going to make Claire a lady, too, and we're also going to make Albert Wesker a lady, and everybody's a lady. That I'd be a little like, well, I mean, make the villain a guy. Like, if you're going right. to do... If you do all ladies, at least make the villain a guy. Like, you don't need to make that a woman, too. Do you know who Christopher Gans originally wanted to play Sybil? Uh, Ellen? No. It's not that far of a... a Portia de Rossi? No. Uh, when you Jane say, Lynch? No. When you say it, you'll be like, I can Sharon see Stone? It. No. Sybil Shepard? No. Cameron Diaz. Oh, that would have been even worse. This film is on Roger Ebert's most hated list. I can see that. For the year. Um, for the century. The original ending for this movie was supposed to have Dark Alessa float. However, instead of barbed wire killing everyone in the church, multiple pyramid heads were going to appear and slaughter everyone. But due to budget limits, they had to do the barbed wire cut. Damn. They were like... We're going to get just 15 pyramid heads in this church just chopping them. Hey, digital, what's (laughs) cheaper, barbed wire or pyramid heads? Oh, man. I mean, we got about an $8,000 difference between that barbed wire and that pyramid head. I mean, that's up to you, Bob. That's You you choose that one. Uh, All right. Barbed wire it is. You're saying, okay. Guess what? You just saved a ton, buddy boy. (laughs) High five. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's going to be a hit. Uh, That's it for trivia, really. Like, a lot of it is is about the minutia of of similarities from the game and the movies. Yeah, yeah. And this does a really good job of kind of, like, giving you what you want. Like, it's not like Resident Evil where it's like, here's a character called Leon Kennedy. He's just here. He's not Leon, but here he is. And here's Barry for some reason. We haven't done any of the due diligence of why you love these characters or... Like but here they anything are. of that nature. Here but they here are. Here they are. Part five. Here's Jill 
he, yeah, fuck it. We'll just we're gonna throw them all in. You like Ava? Here she is. Here she is. <laughs> She's got guns. Um, so this like is, isn't like a scary movie. It's more just like brutal and psychological. Well, I don't know. It depends on. So I have a few female friends that would be fucking terrified by this movie, and I've I've okay. come to find that they're is something and it's not just females it's males as well too i'm not just it's just my friends personally are females that like are really unsettled and horrified by the like just tiniest little things uh so i could see this being something that is disturbing to someone Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it is it's a little screepy it's scary it's creepy it's creepy okay (laughs) Um, that's probably a good spot to stop. Do you think? Was there any other? Yeah, I mean, unless you wanted me to talk about more uh, barbed wire entering orifices. Or so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this has been. No. I mean, you know, we don't have to like really think. It's just like barbed wire to the cooter. It could go in her butt. Thank you guys. Does that for make listening. it worse or better? Uh you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Half a Brew. Um, maybe it only wrapped around no it goes straight up there uh, you see it go like you're like oh on haverbrew.com we have a section uh under our podcasts tab it's pretty cool when it rips her in half though all of the horror movies episodes and podcasts that you can find in one place like a piece of paper um rate and review on itunes or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts that surprisingly does make a difference i didn't think it did what like subscribing and reviewing and stuff like that like it really actually makes a difference that's what they want on the itunes one and stuff? just everything everything yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely it makes, makes a difference so interactivity that's what we want please interact with us please do that um and i think that's everything you it? run all that you probably don't want me getting on and talking to people because i'll be like hey what like if i were in charge of social media the question that would go up with this would be like what would you prefer, through the mouth or through the butt? How would you like to be ripped in half? By barbed by wire. By barbed wire. By hell, by hell emblazoned barbed wire. So until next time. Both. Thank you all for listening. Uh, creep it real. That's what we settled on last <laughs> time. Real. Creep it real. <laughs> I forgot about that. And, uh, and we will see you guys soon. <laughs>